Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and our show is The Light of Truth, where we attempt to shine a light on some things that maybe we don't think about every day, and maybe some new causes and conspiracy theories and psychic things and who knows what. So uh, we are always looking for topics as well, so please feel free to message me here if there are things you'd like to see us cover. Um, us. I say us because I come with a whole team, <laughs> a whole team of angels and advisors that work with me on everything that I do, which is a lot of fun. But I do tend to talk in us and we's a lot when there's really just me here on the physical plane, so my son makes fun of me for that. So I'll just share the laugh with you. So <laughs> anyway, so good morning to you all. And uh, I'm so happy you've joined us. And today we're going to be talking about the pursuit of happiness. And what does that really mean? And how do we actually go about it? And is that really what we want to do? So uh, some nice insights that I got in my meditation this morning that I'll share with you guys. And, you know, that's what's so fun about this is I uh, I get with with my team, my angels and spirit and ascended masters and that kind of thing and I do my meditation in the morning and then a lot of times that's where the the topic for the show comes from so today I really want to share with you some of the things that I got um one of the one of which is you know the pursuit of happiness and I'm sure there are probably people teaching on this I don't really know but pursuit in itself sort of conveys at least to our subconscious that we don't already have something and so it brought to mind when I was meditating on it, um, almost like a, a game of cat and mouse where we're constantly, you know, if we're really fighting for our inalienable rights for the pursuit of happiness, that's fabulous. But are we getting caught up in the pursuit part and not so much on the happiness end of things? So one of the main messages that I got in my meditation was, you know, that that uh, they kind of showed me this this child who, uh, like the little girl, almost like the little girl from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory who wanted more, 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 more. You know, if we're constantly in the pursuit of happiness, are we stopping to really enjoy the happiness we've already gotten? Or are we being like that little child who gets who knows how many Christmas presents and they're sad that they didn't get this or that or the other instead of being thrilled about what they did get? So... It's not so much that we can't have the things that we want and enjoy, but uh, more about really enjoying the things that we have. And that's sort of a, a cheesy little thing that you see on pictures and that sort of thing, but, you know, on Facebook or whatever. But but it's true. You know, are you taking time or are we taking time to stop and see what we have, the joy in our life that we already have, even you know, even if we're going through times that are really rough, and, and a lot of times I'll use the example of when we came out to Arizona because it, for my family, it was a big life lesson. It was a, a really <laughs> kind of a lengthy experience. And, uh, you know, what should have taken two weeks took five months. And so it was um, just chucked full of all kinds of lessons. And so one of the things that... that uh, I found in that was really um, for my little family to get this whole happiness thing that, you know, there can be happiness wherever you are, whatever the situation, there's always happiness there because happiness and joy and bliss and love and, and all of these magical, fabulous, wonderful things are flowing through every situation. It's like, 
you know, I often um, compare the the universal flows of energy to a rainbow because, I mean, there's a reason a rainbow is the way it is because, you know, as above, so below, etc. And uh, it's a very good example of the flow of universal energy. So there are many different vibrations flowing through every given situation. It's just like the prism of color, but it's the prism of energy. And so while we're in any given situation, there will be all of these different energies. And, you know, happiness, joy, love, etc., they're all there in that vibration. So we can access that if we want to. It's just like looking at a rainbow and saying, okay, well, I want to I want to focus on you know, the blue instead of the red or whatever it may be, we can access any vibration that we want to because they all move through every situation. So when we were coming out to Arizona and we got, you know, we the RV broke down and and uh, and so we were kind of stuck and then we got here and we were stuck in this broken down RV and, and all of our money had gone to repairing the RV enough to get out here and it was just kind of this big thing, and we ended up living in the woods. And, uh, and you know, some people think, oh, well, that's not so bad. You were living in an RV. And granted, it wasn't so bad because we choose to see it that way. But we didn't have a generator. We didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have any of the niceties that you're supposed to have in an RV. Our RV was all broken down. I had kind of been a little swindled by the person who sold it to me. And, you know, so they sold me this experience instead of just an RV, uh, which is how I'm choosing to see it. <laughs> so, you know, we we were in this situation and it took us five months before we actually got into a house out here from the time that we left. And uh, and so it was this, this constant choice. Do we want to feel... Like, and, and, okay, when, you, when you're in that situation, you tend to end up in, in congregations of other people in like situations. So... When we were in the woods, we were kind of um, sort of uh, in with some of the other people who were also living in broken down RVs and couldn't get into homes and that kind of thing. And so we had a choice of how we could approach it. We could feel really downtrodden and depressed and defeated and just knocked around by life and like we had made a huge mistake. Or we could look at it as, you know, here we are in this situation where, frankly, a lot of people – pay to come stay in the woods of Flagstaff, Arizona. It's beautiful. You know, and a lot of them camp a lot more rustically than we were doing in the RV even as it was. So, you know, it's all perspective. And so we could choose to find the happiness in that and then share that happiness, which is what we kind of tried to do. We tried to bring that that joyful, abundant perspective to what essentially was kind of a homeless camp. <laughs> And as much as I hate to say it, because it's really, it's, you know, that's a big one to say when you're traveling with your kids and whatever, but but we were fine. And we just chose to, really what we did was we tried to radiate that joy and bliss that we were, we were really choosing to embrace the happy parts of it, the things that could be perceived as very lucky, right, and beneficial. And uh, we just chose to kind of radiate that through the ground and through the air and around to the trees and and sort of embrace Mother Earth with that energy because there was so much of the downtrodden, negative, resentful, hateful energy going on of we don't have, we don't have, we don't have from a lot of the other people, from the other people that we were there with and are, that we ended up being 
in the same area as, I won't say we were there with them, but, um, and so we really worked on shifting the vibration, one, for Mother Earth, because to have this energy kind of put into her and her trees and, and the air and that kind of thing was really sad in this beautiful, beautiful place. So we chose to embrace the happiness that we could kind of pull out of this situation. Now, we were in the same situation as these other people, but we weren't because we never chose to see it the way they saw it. And they absolutely have the right to see it however they want. So there wasn't judgment necessarily, but um, but it was a real-life lesson on, okay, we're all in the same situation, but we can pick from any vibration that we choose to. It's just like looking through a prism and saying, okay, well, I'm not thrilled with this perspective, so I'm going to turn the prism or I'm going to walk around the prism or look through a different perspective. It's all real. It's all available to you. It's just what are you going to choose to embrace and pull out of the situation? So while all of this was going on, um, we continued to just really embrace the happy things. I continued to do life coaching. Um, you know, my kids continued to decide what they wanted to do once we got settled here. And, you know, we just continued as if everything was going to, we were just going to pull right out of this because we came here to be happy. And so it wasn't living in la-la land because we weren't making things up. And I do see people sometimes do that where they, they're pursuing happiness. They're going to find happiness in every situation, except that they're not actually embracing the happiness that's there. They're kind of making things up as if they've already come, you know. I mean, as if like we, if we were sitting there going, okay, but we live in this fabulous mansion and we da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, I get the whole manifestation thing and all of that, but that's still not embracing the happiness that you already have. That's still not embracing <clears throat> the fabulous vibrations and experiences that you are currently able to access. So what happens is when we're constantly going you know, into the future and, and picturing what we want life to be and all of that, and we're not embracing what we already have, we're basically telling our subconscious, our inner being, the universe, powers that be, whatever you like to call it, that we're never, ever, ever satisfied or happy with what we have. So why, even just on a subconscious level, why would you, would your being ever do what it takes to create this, this other situation that you're fantasizing and dreaming about if you can't even be happy with what you have now? If you're not even acknowledging, not only acknowledging, but embracing what you already have, what you've already accomplished, what you've already been given. So as we were living in the woods in this broken-down RV in essentially what was a homeless camp, um, you know, we, all of us in our own ways, um, really embraced the situation we were in. Now, that's not to say there weren't moments. <laughs> there were moments when we were not very happy. But I, I have to say that as a family, we really pulled together, and yes, we allowed the. We never all went to that place at once. We made sure not to do that. And when somebody was having a moment of frustration and irritation and just not understanding how we went from, I mean, we went from 
a 2,000-square-foot, beautiful four-bedroom house in Vero Beach, Florida, which is a fairly affluent uh, area, to living in the woods in a homeless camp. <laughs> it was quite bizarre. It really was how how the whole thing unfolded, and it really showed us how quickly something like that can happen, how quickly things can change, and not through anybody doing anything wrong, just, just uh, how things can change, you know? And so we would really only go to that place one person at a time. And then, you know, we would allow the person to have that moment. It's okay to freak out and have that moment of what the heck is going on here and and kind of yelling at the universe and maybe questioning the angels that supposedly guided us there and whatever, you know, and uh, and being angry and, and jealous of people, even jealous of people who, you know, my the family that moved out here with us, they they moved out, they got right into a house, he had three jobs, like everything just, they rolled out the red carpet for these people and we're living in the woods. And so it was a little hard. It really tested our ability to just be loveful, you know, full of love. And uh, and really, are we going to be into the pride and the envy and all of that? Or are we going to be happy for the friends that came here with us and, you know, go allow everybody to go through their experiences? So as we allowed the other, I'm sorry, I keep kind of going off on tangents but it's all it's all important so as one of us would be in that situation where we were a little irritated with life at the moment um, the other two would let them have that moment and then after they had the moment we would begin to say you know that's all true we wouldn't discount it because it's true it was a sucky situation in a lot of ways but the reality is that people do pay a lot to come be where we are on vacation and we're living there. How amazing is that? It is true that we were all pretty fed up with uh, with people and society and the wastefulness of things. And, you know, we all kind of wanted to get away from that. And here we were away from that. You know, we could have not even had, you know, I mean, we had the RV. So we had a stove that worked, which was kind of nifty. And we had, like, basically a big metal tent to keep us warm because it was freezing and, um, you know, keep us out of the rain and that kind of thing. So we had a lot. We had a lot more than we could have had, you know. So are we going to be angry about what we don't have or are we going to be very grateful and appreciative of what we do have? And genuinely, not just say it, but genuinely appreciative, you know. So the pursuit of happiness is is best handled and most efficient when we can be very happy with what we have and then continue the pursuit. Continue the, you know, this is what I would like to see, this is what I would like to manifest in my life because that energy sees, okay, we're already aligning with the happy vibration. We're already aligning with um, appreciating what comes into our life. And so more is given Now, I had been trying to buy a bed and breakfast in Sedona for several years. It's a beautiful Sedona dream maker. It's an amazingly beautiful place. It's just my favorite place on earth. And it was a bit much for me. I wasn't able to handle buying it because it was very far out of my range. But it also was my favorite place on earth. My only concern was I thought it was probably too big for me to take care of. But for years, I had imagined myself having coffee, walking the grounds, being in in the space there, having breakfast, that kind of thing. Well, when we finally got into a house, which, by the way, came out of the blue, 
because apparently we were done with that situation, you know. And uh, But we didn't let ourselves fall into the negativity. We kept the happiness. And yes, we were pursuing happiness, but we also were very happy with what we had as well. Uh, when I got into the house, we were here about four days, and I guess I was so mentally exhausted from the whole uh, ordeal of getting here that I didn't realize until about four days in, when I looked around, I realized the house that I had ended up in was like a tiny version of the bed and breakfast. I mean, identical. The same railings up the wall, the same doors, the same doorknobs, the, everything about the house, the same layout. It was a tiny version of the bed and breakfast that I had been wanting so badly but was afraid that I wouldn't be able to handle. And the other concern I had was I didn't know if Sedona would be good for my dogs or not. So when we were stuck, we were stuck in Flagstaff, and I fell in love with it up here. So the house that manifested into my life was a tiny version of the B&B in an area that was much better for myself and my dogs. So isn't it amazing? I wasn't trying to make that happen. I wasn't, I mean, at that point, I was just looking at houses going, please, God, let me get into a house because I really want a hot shower. (laughs) (laughs) And so understanding that while we're pursuing happiness, we also really need to embrace and be grateful for the the true happiness that's here, even if it's little things. In most cases, we have a whole lot to be very happy for. And, you know, what I see is people tend to go to extremes. They feel as if, well, if I do that, then I'm telling the universe I'm satisfied with what, what I have and I don't want any more. And they, I, I've run into crowds and crowds of people that feel like, you're a defeatist or you're giving up if you really hold the gratitude for what you have now. And they're very, uh, very dedicated to the manifestation of what comes in the future. Then you find the people who, who feel like you shouldn't be trying to manifest things in the future because you should be happy with what you have now. And if you just do that, then more good will come. And that's, that's true to an extent. But the universe uh, works very well if you tell it what you would like to manifest. Because it's just like, um, you know, otherwise you're just floating around in this ocean of energy. And then you just be happy with what you get. And that's fine if that's what you choose to do. But you can also manifest what you would like while being happy with what you have. And that's how it really works best in life is to to really implement both of those because you're saying, wow, isn't this fabulous? I'm really embracing the happiness, the joy, the abundance of of finances, love, friendship, etc. in my life. And won't it be neat when I'm experiencing this down the road? Or, you know, I really I'd really like to set my energy towards um having my own healing center or towards, you know, having this perfect job or, you know, something that really lights up my heart, you know, whatever it is that you you choose, finding the love of my life or, you know, creating this healthy, happy body or whatever it is, while embracing what you have now. So you want to take that pursuit of happiness and make it a part of a process, not a game of cat and mouse where you're constantly, you know, some people see pursuing as constantly going after what you don't have. And so you want to be very aware of that energy. What does that mean to you? 
what does the pursuit of happiness mean to you? Is it something that is just for other people and not for you? Some people really fall into that. Some people feel as if it's selfish to pursue happiness. Some people feel uh, that it's too much work. <laughs> you know, some people get caught in in the ego and the pride and think, well, it should just be handed to me, or else I'm not going to take it. There's so many different perspectives out there. It's truly amazing. We each have our own perspective, seriously. And so what I was showing in the meditation this morning was for people to really sit down and say, okay, or, you know, just as you're going through your day, what does the pursuit of happiness mean to me? What does it mean to you? And how do you accomplish that? Do you um, do you see it as something strictly in the future? Do you see it as something you don't bother with? Do you see it as something you think you're doing? And maybe you are. Maybe you're fabulous at it. You know, if you are, pass that along. Help other people to understand. You know, and it's going to be a little different for all of us <clears throat> because we are, um, we all do have a different perspective. We're all looking through that prism in different manners. So uh, I would love, you know, for comments and questions and that kind of thing. Um, you can call. Uh, 347-677-1443 and just press 1 to speak with the host. And uh, this this uh, show actually was also sort of, I think the meditation topic was probably um, <clears throat> sort of inspired by somebody that I did uh, some life coaching with, a little bit of here and there life coaching, who's now out in California. So if she happens to be on, the person who was texting me and messaging me last night, if she does happen to be listening this morning, <clears throat> I would love for her to call in and just sort of share with us because, uh, you know, she's one among many that I've worked with that thought they were pursuing happiness, thought they were happy until they got out of their own way and suddenly realized that they they had been stuck. And so that's the other thing that came to me in my meditation is, you know, finding finding a way to decide if, you know, sometimes we, we think we're perfectly happy, you know, we think everything's fine. So recognizing what is happy, what is happy for you, and and understanding whether you actually are happy or whether you just are making do with a situation and making the best of it, which is a good thing to do, but you want to recognize when that's happening because you don't want to be stuck there forever. So while we're in situations that maybe are not our ideal situations, you know, we can still be happy, but it doesn't mean that we have to stay there forever going, no, 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 really, I'm happy, I'm fine. We need to recognize each one of us individually what is happy for us and how do we do that. We do that by recognizing what things in life make us happy, truly happy. What makes your heart sing? What makes you light up with joy? But, you know, people are, I'm starting a business here in Sedona that's one that I've done um, just off and on out of my house for quite some time. And it's, you know, and people see me as this teacher and this mystic and this psychic and all these things. But I make gift baskets and candy bouquets. <laughs> and it's meaningless, seemingly, compared to the other stuff that I do. But it makes me so happy. And it's so wonderful to be a part of the gift-giving process. You know, when somebody gives something that I make, 
it's a it's an individual thing. It's one of a kind. They're, it's a very special thing when somebody gives one of these gifts to somebody because it's not like they just went to Walmart and picked something up, you know. And so to be a part of that process, the part of the giver being excited about giving something special and the the person getting the gift, the receiver, being so ecstatic when they see it, it's just one of those wow factor things, you know. And they know they're truly um, truly special because they got this. And so being a part of that makes me so happy. I had a friend comment about how, you know, he's watching me make gift baskets, and he said, you know, you don't even walk. You just float around. <laughs> he said, your feet never even touch the ground. You're so happy. And so I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to take a space next to uh, the center that I work at, Sacred Light of Sedona. Um, there's a, a little place right next to it, and I thought, I'm just going to take that and I'm just going to do my baskets and bouquets to bring joy into my life. That makes me so happy, you know? And so I'm bringing that into my life. And so recognizing what makes you happy and bringing more of it into your life, I know that that makes me happy. So, you know, the time is now. I'm going to go ahead and start that business, and it'll be a tiny business, And but it's about it making me happy. And then it does bring abundance. It brings more abundance than I usually know what to do with, which is why I have to have a place to do it out of. But... Um, recognizing that through the years, that's one of the things that has always brought me happiness is important. You know, recognizing that time with my dogs makes me happy. Recognizing that where I live, just being in the presence of the forest and and you know, it's very fairy energy in Flagstaff energy in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. So there's a lot of fairy energy in the woods and that kind of thing and. But simple things like that, you know, just just seeing what it is that makes you happy and bringing more of that into your life. And as you recognize that happy feeling, then you begin to know what to aim for. Then you realize, well, God, I thought I was happy in this situation or that situation, but, you know, I don't think I am. And it's it's not about recognizing unhappy in the rest of your life. It's recognizing what parts of your life could use the refinement to a little tweaking to bring more happiness and joy into those situations or maybe switching those situations, whatever it may be. Uh, for the person that I'm, that I'm referring to that I did the life coaching with, uh, you know, they were, they were in a certain town doing certain work and whatever, and, and I just really had the feeling it was the town that was not letting them grow. And, uh, you know, they, they swore that, nope, they were happy. They were very, very happy. And now that they've switched, they just, so happened to switch to a different place in the country and now they're just over the top excited they're doing the same kind of job but they're just over the moon happy with life you know and so sometimes it's just recognizing when we're not super happy we've become so accustomed as a culture to um just maintaining that status quo and and I know a lot of people almost don't want to feel like when I'm referring to, you know, find the happy in your life and then you can recognize where it's not. A lot of people are afraid to do that because they're afraid they're going to see that their marriage isn't happy or this isn't happy or that isn't happy. And, oh, well, then what do they do? Because they're already in this career, already in this marriage, and then are they going to see it's not happy and be stuck there? That's not the point. The point is to recognize when you're happy, what makes you happy, so that you can refine the things if it's a marriage that you choose to keep. I mean, obviously, if you got married, it was because you wanted to keep that healthy. Then find ways to bring that happiness back in. You know, it's not about going, oh, well, now that I know I'm unhappy, now what do I do? 
It's about, okay, I recognize that these things bring me happiness. How can I bring those things into this marriage? This career is, you know, maybe not as exciting. I'm not as happy at work as I thought I was. I was kind of lying to myself. I mean, that's, as people, a lot of times we just lie to ourselves. And so, um, you know, finding this path to happiness for us, we can then implement it into every different thing that we have in our lives. And sometimes, yes, it means making a change. There comes the pursuit part, (laughs) you know. It's making a change of some kind, whether it's shifting to another career, another job, or just shifting how you perceive this one and how you act within this one and what you do within this one. It's all a choice. Once you know what brings happiness into your life and you can find happiness in small ways in any situation, then you you have the power to decide what you would like to do and how you would like to handle it. And you realize that you have that freedom to create happiness no matter where you are. You also have have more of a, a insight into how you know, you don't you're not locked into something that just really there just is no path to happiness in whatever situation, if there's an area that you're in or a job you're in and it's just disharmonious to your vibration, to who you are, you can know that even when you make a change you're still gonna be able to find the happiness. Like for my family and I, when we when we moved out here from Florida, we had plenty of money to relocate. We didn't come out here unprepared. Stuff happened. <laughs> so, you know, but because we we were able to find the happiness, and I won't say that it wasn't a challenge in that particular situation because that was a very dramatic, uh, holy crap, what's happening in our life kind of situation. It was, it was uh, a little scary to watch, I'm sure. But even in that drastic a situation, we were able to embrace the happiness and bring about a situation that was far superior to what we had in Florida. Everybody is healthier. Everybody is happier. It's um, it's a much better situation out here for us. Following what I knew made me happy and following the path that I knew would bring happiness, and whatever, I didn't have any expectations of what that meant. And that's the other key, is not necessarily hanging on to expectations, but allowing the happy vibration to flow is very important. So, knowing that we can, you know, even move across country if we need to. You know, you can always move back. <laughs> so, you know, it's once we make a change, you you have to continue flowing with that and pursue that happiness and find that happiness. It's kind of like um recognizing what happiness feels like, looks like, smells like and then rooting it out of other situations. You know, looking around at other situations and saying, where is the happiness? Or looking around in the situation you're in and saying, where is the happiness? So uh, we're about halfway through the show now, and I know a lot of people listen on the archives. I definitely want to encourage you guys to hit follow on uh, on the Blog Talk page, uh, the Truth Light page um, associated with the show. And then also you can message me here if you have any questions, ideas for topics, that kind of thing always open to that and and maybe uh you know if you're somebody who who deals with uh, personal development teaching, spiritual teachings, that kind of thing, um I'm always looking for guests so that would be of interest and and in harmony with the things that that we talk about here. So, uh message me and let me know and you also can find me on Facebook, the uh 
Facebook link to the Truth Light page. We just started that, so uh, it's building. I think we have like 18 likes <laughs> at the moment. So, you know, go ahead and hit like on Facebook too. That'd be fabulous, and then you'll know what what shows are coming up and what's going on. Um, and uh, also, you know, you can find me at Sacred Light of Sedona. You can make appointments, see our calendar, that kind of thing at sacredlightofsedona.com. Mysticaltruth.com is my site, which is uh, going undergoing a big facelift. It's functional, uh, but I would say just call for appointments or information rather than doing anything through the website itself because it's kind of it's it's in flux right now. So, all right. So I'm I'm kind of going through my notes that I took uh, after after. Um, Okay, so this is the part I was trying to get to after my meditation, excuse me. So pursuing happiness, uh, what I was being shown is refining the ability to uh, find find and act within the connection to the flow of energy, the universal, you know, because everything is a flow, everything is a vibration of universal energy. And so when you pursue happiness, in fact, what you're doing is trying to align yourself or working, taking action, I don't like the word trying, but taking action to align yourself with that happiness vibration, that joyful vibration, the abundant loving vibrations of the universal flow. So when we can think of it that way, when we're in pursuit of happiness, we're moving through the energetic vibrations, finding what brings us happiness, and aligning ourselves more and more often with that vibration of energy, which is uh, really so very different than we usually look at this as we're not uh, we're not pursuing the next specific thing, the next job, the next house, the next person, the next whatever it may be, the next car, the next whatever. We're pursuing that vibration that brings happiness and joy into our life, and then with it. We can have faith that if we're in that happiness, joyful vibration, the things that make us happy, that resonate with our vibration in a happy, abundant, joyful way, will come to us and will attract us to them. So we kind of have it backwards. We want the things to create the happy vibration, and when that doesn't work, we get a little frustrated. In fact, if we can align ourselves with the happy vibration, then those things come, and I I have been through many, many, many teachings that just about teach this, but not quite. And, you know, through the years, I I don't even want to think about how much I've spent on personal development workshops and trainings and books and CDs and programs and, and in part for my own training. But then also you get to a certain point where it's, okay, I want to see what other people are teaching out there. I want to see how are they teaching, what what's going on there from the behind-the-scenes aspect. And so uh, for the last probably seven to ten years, at least, at least that's kind of the, the aspect I've been coming from. And what I see is that these teachings are almost, they're almost, but if, and I hate to say this, but it's just reality, if the, a lot of, not all of, but if a lot of the bigger teachers were to actually give you all the keys you would no longer need to take their workshops or buy their books. And that does seem to be a common thread through a lot of things. So while they have a lot of really good teachings, 
you know, I would, for the longest time, I would come away going, but there's something missing, there's something missing. And then as I started looking from behind the scenes, I realized, well, yeah, there's got to be something missing. Otherwise, why would we come back? Right? So I feel one of the keys that gets left out of this is the understanding of all of these things needing to be done at once. The embracing of the things that bring you happiness and joy now, the simple things, the big things, the whatever it is, you know, embracing that and allowing yourself to feel that. And one, yes, so you can align with it, but but mainly so you can recognize it. I don't think in a lot of cases most people recognize happy as a as a day-to-day thing. So every day, if you can find something that makes you happy, you know, that brings about and nurtures that happy vibration within you because just like all of the rainbows and the different situations that have universal energy running through, so do you. So you have all these different uh, vibrations running through you and so align with the happiness vibration that, that runs through you and just really align with that and allow that to be present and become more accessible, you know. And so as you do this, you see all the things that, that have been happy things in your life flowing through and becoming stronger. And then this allows you to align with that happiness vibration out in the universe. It's like one big, beautiful rainbow flowing through the universe, and you just kind of align with that happy vibration. And then as you do, that's the vibration that that you now have more in common with. And so this becomes more prominent in your life. So this is uh, a handy key to the totality of finding happiness, the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness is the pursuit of that vibration so that you can bring more happy into your life so that you can recognize happy in other people so that when you interact with people, no matter what the situation, the vibrations that are going to connect is that happy vibration. So... As you increase that happy vibration within you, as you interact with bosses or clients or patients or whatever it may be, even just people on the street, when your happy vibration is so uh, strong and vibrant, their happy vibration is what jumps to the forefront. Oh, I recognize that one. And and so they come from more more often, they're going to come from that happy place. And so it just makes everything easier. It makes accomplishing things easier. And so pursuing happiness can also mean pursuing happiness within other people. You know, isn't it easier to deal with the happy vibration in other people than than the frightened or the angry or the whatever it may be? So the pursuit of happiness doesn't just have to be ours. The pursuit of happiness can be accessing that universal flow. It can be accessing the happiness and joy in the children that you see on the street or the people that you see on the street or the people that you interact with in work or whatever, you know, the relationships you have. When you have a marriage, do you want to access the happy in each other? Sometimes we get in a rut and it's like, well, when we're with this person, what comes to mind are the bills and the fears and the concerns and and that kind of thing, whether it's a marital relationship or, you know, a parent-child relationship or sometimes 
it's that predominant energy that we tend to deal with all the time that the second we see them or hear their name, that's the energy that comes. So can we not be in pursuit of happiness, pursuit of the happiness vibration in those relationships? As we access the happy, you know, if you've got a child who is kind of a handful, you know, and a lot of times when they come into their teens, it's it's not amusing. You know, it's difficult. And so if we can instead think about the things that do make us happy, the things that have made us happy, the happy memories we have with that person, and instead of clinging to them like days gone by and sad because those things are gone, why not realize that those those uh, experiences are still alive in that relationship and in that other person. They're just perhaps buried. And maybe they're buried within you, and maybe that's not helping the situation. So if we can be in pursuit of that happy vibration within that relationship and strengthen the happy vibration and access, because that happiness is running through all the time. It's just sometimes very well hidden by the other stuff that's running through too. And so if we can be in pursuit of that happy vibration within the other person and work to or um, desire to align our happy vibration in a harmonious state with their happy vibration so that we can communicate from that aspect, wouldn't that be wonderful? These are all things that we can do. It's just really taking what has just been an off-the-cuff term and really thinking about it. You know, our founding fathers, when they put this in the Constitution that we were, you know, for the inalienable right to the pursuit of happiness – Our founding fathers were, a lot of them were very mystical. They were not just politicians with cheesy smiles kind of saying things that sounded good. They were very, very mystical. They were very deep. They were into some amazingly uh, intense mystical practices. There was, I believe there were even uh, mystery schools back back in that time uh, that that the founding fathers were a part of and uh, very, very intense. You know, and so there's that whole side that a lot of people don't know about. And so when they they put these things in, you know, into practice, it was more than just what we say now when we hear it. You know, if you can really look at the pursuit of happiness and sit with that for a little bit and take it very deeply, because I can tell you that for it to have made it onto that piece of paper, you know, that it's something they felt very strongly about. It's something that they knew. There's always deeper meanings. It's not just, oh, we feel that people should have this. Everything that our founding fathers did, there were deeper, deeper, deeper meanings to. The whole secret society, all of that, very real. And so the things that were said that sounded casual are casual to the people who don't know how to take it as more than that. If you can take it more deeply, everything that they wrote, everything that they said, you can take to many different levels because they specifically wrote things that way. There's so much wisdom behind, and there's a lot of dirty stuff, and there's a lot of whatever, you know, but it's that whole grand scheme of things, right? So if you can sit with the pursuit of happiness and maybe meditate upon that, and see what it can really mean for you, what it can really mean for the world, for the universe, for the whatever. Um, it's it's very powerful. It's 
very powerful. So we have about 15 minutes left, and I just, again, want to invite anybody that would like to, to uh, you know, switch over and talk to the host if you have some questions. We have quite a, actually quite a few callers. Um, I love to hear from people, and it's nice to add another voice to the conversation. Um, and uh, so we, I do want to also... Um, you know, say that we have a an event coming up in Sedona, and I know a lot of people who listen to this are not in the area, but it's a bit of a heads up. So Labor Day weekend, um, August 31st and September 1st, I'll be doing an event at Sacred Light of Sedona, and it'll be a weekend event. And uh, the topics are still coming because it's sort of a last-minute thing. To, to me, in my teachings, September 1st is uh, Spiritual New Year, Energetic New Year. And so you will notice it's it's actually pretty powerful once you start looking at it that that things uh, things shift dramatically around September first. It's pretty interesting, and uh, and throughout the month of September, you know, once we come out of it, there typically is sort of this whole new vibration to the entire world. It's very interesting. So anyway, I'm going to do a Labor Day event at uh, Sacred Light of Sedona, and you can. You know, again, like the Facebook page to keep up with what's happening with that or follow me here on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, you know, you also can give me your email if you'd like, and I'll strictly use it just to to let you know what's happening. Um, Just, you know, like a once every couple weeks email or something. And uh, so if you are thinking about being out in the Sedona area, it might not be a bad time to come visit. It's fabulous weather then. And and uh, we probably will be bringing in this pursuit of happiness because it was a pretty intense uh, meditation that I had about it and just really helping people to understand how to implement that on all the different levels in their life. And uh, and then there will also be some other things that we do. I want to try to have some guests there and and uh, hopefully some really nice surprises for people. But, you know, more details as they come. But I just wanted to go ahead and put that out there for people. You can always call for more information. Uh, my business line is 928-514-8558. And you can use that to schedule appointments or get more information on things, etc. And, uh, again, that's 928-514-8558. And uh, sacredlightofsedona.com is the website for, you know, probably that's where we'll update the information about the, uh, about the, the weekend. It'll be kind of a weekend retreat thing. Okay. So, one last thing about, let's see, what does spirit have to say about the pursuit of happiness? <sighs> let's see if we get any messages for you all. Okay, so what I'm doing is just sort of tuning into the angels that work with me and the, the bigger picture teachings, not just my personal angels. And uh, I call them the Mystical Truth Team. That's hence the name of my company, Mystical Truth. So what what I'm bringing to the forefront from them for the people who are attracted to this show is to understand that the pursuit of happiness is going on at all times. It's whether you choose to take action on it or not. That flow of energy is always uh, accessible. It's a, The pursuit of happiness seems to be a pathway to that vibration of happiness, abundance, uh, joyful bliss. And so if you take action upon being grateful for what has been given in your life, being grateful for what you can extract from every situation that is happiness. 
and understanding the skill and refining the skill of extracting happiness vibration from every single situation in your life. And for those that you don't see the happiness, just let them go. If there wasn't happiness to extract, then maybe you don't need to worry about it. And maybe down the line you'll see the happy. But understanding how to pull the happiness out of everything and embrace it and allowing yourself to pursue the happiness within others and within situations. It's not pursuing this grand destination. The pursuit of happiness is pursuing happiness in every situation. Where is the happiness vibration? It's becoming very skilled at finding the happiness vibration in every interaction, every situation, every occurrence in your life. And this is how you find happiness. Finding happiness is not finding your dream house. Finding happiness is becoming one with that vibration of happiness and finding that vibration in every single situation and having that be the vibration that you see. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't see the other things going on around in a in sort of an ignorance is bliss manner. It's identifying with and vibrating with the happiness in the situation. And if there's not that vibration of happiness that you are able to uh, to resonate with, then perhaps it's time to move to another situation. Perhaps that's not a healthy space for you to be in. And so, in fact, pursuing happiness, the pursuit of happiness is, okay, I'm in this this bar where everybody who is very depressed comes to hang out and I'm not finding happiness in it, maybe I should uh, take my happy vibration somewhere else. And it's not that the happy vibration isn't there, but sometimes some situations people are so invested in hiding that happy vibration that, that it's a lot of work to access. And so is it worth your effort to access that happy vibration in a situation that, you know, is it, is that, in your best interest. And so really making those decisions. If you're with a group of people and it's such hard work to access happy, is that a group of people you need to be with? Just food for thought. So, <clears throat> okay, we're going to do our meditation now. This was the uh, message from the Mystical Truth Angels for you. And so, um, you know, every day we do a little meditation. So as long as you're not driving or operating machinery, that kind of thing, <clears throat> I hope that you'll join us and just sit back or lay down or whatever to make yourself nice and comfortable physically. And just take a a few nice cleansing deep breaths. And as we breathe in, we feel rejuvenation. We feel this beautiful, happy vibration that we've been speaking about and connecting with this whole show. We feel this happy vibration moving in with every breath. Straight from that universal flow and exhaling anything that doesn't serve our highest and greatest good. And as we breathe and bring our awareness to this happiness vibration, we realize that it resides within us. And we feel the happy that flows through us. We feel it become more predominant. We feel it come forward and become a bigger part of our energy. We feel this happy vibration moving through our cells, through our muscles, our organs, our bones. 
moving through our skin, out into our energetic field. And we just feel this beautiful, happy vibration becoming stronger and more joyful. And we can't help but smile. And we may see colors and beautiful, happy dancing things. And just becomes lighter, airier. And we feel this beautiful, joyful vibration, this blissful vibration moving out around us into our environment, into the room we're in, into the property, moving all the way around the city and just spreading this joy and empowering that happy vibration that moves through all things. It just means that those who choose to align with it can do so more easily. We're not influencing anyone in a manner that they they don't choose to have done. So we see this happy, joyful, blissful vibration moving throughout the state, throughout the country, down into the beautiful core of Mother Earth, accessing all of the water in and on Mother Earth, and just bringing bringing out this happy, happy structure to the molecules, joyful, blissful, harmonious. And we see it then move all around the Earth, just offering a more easily accessible path to this beautiful, happy energy. And then we see this happy energy, this vibration increased all around the earth, through the atmosphere, and out into the universe. So that it's easier for things, people, beings, energies, to align with if they choose. We just let it shine a little more brightly than it did before. And then we bring our attention back to ourselves and the space we're in. We bring our attention into our heart center and just feel this beautiful joy that we shared with the world full of love and bliss. We feel this just building within our beautiful heart center and we see it expand throughout our body again almost like a heartbeat and down through our energy centers and up through the top of our head, and we see the energy through the top of our head, our crown chakra, this beautiful beam of light shooting up to the heavens. And we realize that this beam of light, in fact, has many different vibrations moving through it, almost like the rainbow. And we see these vibrations that are love and harmony, clarity, bliss, different healing vibrations that move through our different energy centers. And we realize that these energies, this rainbow of vibrations, moves all the way up to the heavens, up to the light of creation, and is, in fact, our energy umbilical cord that connects us to Mother Creation, that from which we sprung. And we feel this Awareness moving up this up this beautiful rainbow all the way out to creation, up to the highest of highs, the most loving, the purest vibration, this beautiful creation existence, cosmic consciousness, the highest of highs. And we feel ourselves embraced in this womb of the universe, of this creative force, And we simply exist within this, embracing everything that it has to offer, empowering us 
re-energizing us. With every, every aspect of our being, we allow this energy to encompass us, to move through us, and we allow this beautiful light of creation to expand upon everything and everyone that we ever encounter, past, present, future. Just sharing this light of creation with every situation we may ever encounter or ever have encountered, simply shifting the vibration of whatever situation we may have viewed as less than perfect or less than pleasant to a situation that is now healthy, happy, and abundant with happiness and joy for us to extract from it and filling future experiences with this same happiness and joy. And we allow this light to move down through our our energetic umbilical cord, down into the top of our head and through the energy centers of our physical being. And we share this bliss and this joy that we're experiencing with our physical being. And as we do so, we bring our awareness back down that beautiful rainbow and back down into our physical body. And take some deep breaths again from this aspect, really allowing this energy, this energy and light of creation, this happiness and joy, bliss and harmony to extend throughout all of our physicality and extend throughout this beautiful bubble of energy that surrounds us always. Just be with this beautiful light of creation. And as we do so, we realize that we're sharing this with Mother Earth and we're sharing it with those around us without even thinking about it. As we radiate this beautiful energy, we can't help but exude this and share it with the world. And we do so freely and lovingly. And we understand that only those who choose to access it will. It just creates a a simpler connection to their own happiness, their own joy, their own connection with creation. And when you're ready, take some nice deep breaths, bring your awareness back to physical being. Wiggle your fingers and toes. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you will take some time with this expression, pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of happiness, and maybe put it into the first person, my pursuit of happiness, and uh, even possibly in a communal, our, our pursuit of happiness as a world, as a species, and just become more familiar with it. I'm True Flight. This is the Light of Truth. I hope you join us tomorrow. You can find me at sacredlightofsedona.com or mysticaltruth.com. You can also call for appointments, readings, life coaching at 928-514-8558. I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow and have a wonderfully blessed and happy, joyful day.